Previously on In The Moment. Oh, I've been asked for money a lot more than I would like to have been asked for money. From a lot of people who didn't raise me, I didn't raise them, and we didn't grow up together. And it's a difficult situation, and I'll go into why if I have to, but before I do, how do you feel about situations like this? There's so many factors, right? So if he's doing this to his sister, I think it depends on your family dynamic, right? Because if it's my family and say it's my brother or whatever, you know, I'm not going to do that, right? But, but that's because of how I feel personally about how my family works, right? Ever, though? You got to consider ever, right? Initially, I would say I would not do that. Right. Me too. I'm with you. But at the same time, I know that um, lines can get blurred with family. If a family member is living in a house that I still pay the mortgage on, mm-hmm. right? Or mm-hmm. if I live in a house that a family member still pays the mortgage on, I'm going to create a contract. If you're helping your family members out, mm-hmm. you have to remember that there's also a business side involved in it, especially right. when it comes to that. There's something with rent, and you can't. Because I know someone who they're their closest family member was letting them live in the house with them. But when things went sideways and they didn't agree, that family member who owned that house pulled out a gun on the family member. It was like, get out of my house. Mm. Just because. Yeah. You know, because they got tired of whatever it was. Taking advantage of it. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. So it's it's a tough line when it comes to family. It's, It's like this weird line of, how far will I go to help you and how far will I go where I don't want to be taken advantage of by you? Like, what do I need to do to protect myself and vice versa? That it's it's hard depending on how much you love that family member. Right. I completely agree with you. Let me start there. What I've learned about being in a position where a few people think you have a little bit, um, I'm going to be a little transparent here. It's a tough situation. And to be honest with you, when I wasn't in this position, I used to look at it from a whole different lens of that's your sister, that's your mom, that's your dad, that's your best friend. How could you not help? But what happens is you get there and it starts to overwhelm you a little bit because you become responsible for people whom you don't understand why you're responsible for them. Mm. Now, in my experience... The people who I believe have absolutely every right to ask me for money anytime they need it, never do. For whatever reason. And again, the people who raised you, the people who you raised, or the people who grew up with you, they don't ask. Mm -hmm. For me. But there's this sense of entitlement that comes from a whole lot of people who don't fit that criteria. And... I hate it because the relationship changes immediately once they ask you. Regardless, the moment that somebody decides to say, especially, and it's just my opinion, if it's another grown man whom you know the way they live their life. You understand? Mm -hmm. Like, the moment they ask, whatever you say, it becomes a problem. Because if I say no then they kind of get an attitude with you, which bothers me. Because why am I obligated to give you something? You're not. You know, now you you don't hit me up as much. The relationship is awkward. So even the ask 
comes with something. So you got to really, really need it before you ask it because now you're about to change our relationship. And if I say yes, well, then now I have to put myself in the mindset of whatever money I'm giving you, I have to prepare myself to never get it back, right? Because any money you lend out, you have to know that it's, that's probably not coming back. Because mm-hmm. if I do want it back, then now I got to chase you a lot of the time to get my money. And that's going to change our relationship. So the moment you decide to ask, we will probably be in a whole new situation as far as how our relationship is forever, regardless of what I say. So I'm already in an awkward position. I think another thing that people don't consider is you're not the only person asking. Usually, if you're the guy or the woman that's successful in your family circle, it's more than one person asking. Right, it's three here's five there's three thousand here's ten thousand there's five thousand there. At some point, you like yo. Wait a minute. I got my own shit going on. Mm-hmm. You know, and then sometime life will fuck somebody up. I'm I'm always here to help for that. Right, God forbid your house burns down or something. You can't control that. Now you're starting from rock bottom. Or oh, I need a little bit of help. I give you all the help you need, right? But there are certain situations when that's not what happens. You watch people make life decisions that go against them actually being okay, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I've told you, don't, don't have kids with that person. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't do that at that job. You know, believe in yourself. Take this leap. You give them any advice, all the advice in the world. You don't do that. Nah, I do this. Nah, I don't do that. Don't, and they don't listen. They do all the opposite. And they find themselves in a position where they're stuck now and they come to you and go, hey, I didn't make really good decisions, but you made all the best decisions in the world and you've worked your ass off and you believed in yourself and you took the leaps and you left a woman that it was hard to leave and you went for the job that you didn't think you'd get. You did all of that. Hey, let me borrow some of that. How's that fair? Mm-mm. And if I say no, now I'm a bad person? But I watched you make these bad decisions. The entire time. I don't understand that. Because, again, I'm the guy who, I've been broke. You know what I did? Slept in my car. I didn't even ask my grandmother for money. I slept in my car. Homeless. Way too prideful as a grown man to ask somebody for money. Even my grandmother. Even my parents. Even my sisters. Even my best friends. I'm not doing that. I went and did things I should have never did. Sacrificed my life before I was just out here just asking for something. And I'm not saying that to say I'm better than anybody else. I'm just saying that my mindset was always, I'm my responsibility. And no one else's. And no one else's. Not even my parents. I will figure it out. I will go down all the way to wherever I got to go before I come to you and say, hey, yo, you should give me your hard-earned money or I don't really like you anymore. Because that's another aspect of it. If I'm being honest, every person that's asked me for money, if I gave it to them, they never gave it back. And now we're not cool. And if I didn't give it to them, I said no. And now we're not cool. <laughs> you know how many times somebody's asked me for money and I had to say no? Because I'm like, I don't do this anymore. I can't. I'm sorry. And then I don't hear from them anymore? Mm. Damn, so were we ever friends? No. Like, what were we then? Convenient. You know? So then you start to question shit. And it sucks. Because I also think to myself, well, where was I on your priority list? Like the next person that asked me for money, I'm going to ask for their list. Mm-hmm. 
Because, like, what number was I? <laughs> oh, wait, who did you go through first? You know what I mean? Like, you, so you mean to tell me you went through your parents? You went through your, your, your husband, your wife, your baby mother, your baby daddy, your kids, your best friend, the guy you work with, the little celebrity you met one time at Olive Garden? Like, you went through all of them? <laughs> like, how, like, at what point did you land on me? Because, mm. you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I don't see how I'm on your list like that. That's how you got to me. I had somebody that I used to work with, Katie, no lie, like 10 years ago. Asked me for money. I ain't even spoke to him that much. I spoke to him like maybe five times in 10 years. Well, well wait a minute now. How you get to me? And we not even close. Huh. I've had family members hit me up and ask me for money and then ask me how I was doing. Yo, I hate to do this, but you got... First of all, you don't hate to do it because you did it. Mm-hmm. Second of all, hey, yo, like, ask me how my day's doing. At least pretend to give a shit about me before you ask me for something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. what do I get back? You ain't going to give me interest. Right? I, I told one person, hey, I'll get to you, but I'm going to need some interest. Why would I ask to borrow it if I got to do that? Are you serious? I'm dead serious. What? I'm dead serious. You're, you're, it's like from a bank. A bank you would have to. That's right. what he said. He said, I might as well go to a bank for that. Then, then go to the I bank. told him, I agree with you. <laughs> like, and I'm, like and it, mm-hmm. hey, But it hurt me. I'm telling jokes, but it really hurt me because I'm like, damn. I thought we were like, like that. I had somebody I got a job for. I think you know that situation. The job was paying $50 an hour. And they told me, I don't know if I want to move out there for that. But then they asked me for money. Huh? Mm-hmm. One of my favorites is, hey, I get it right back. I promise you, I get it right back to you. Well, if you get it right back to me. You can get it right for yourself. The fuck you asking me for? <laughs> then just go do the get it right back part. You can't get it right back. I've been broke before. It's a process. <laughs> I know how long it takes. Mm-hmm. And with my ambition, it took a couple years. With yours, it's going to take 40. <laughs> I'm no fool. And it sucks because I want to help. But sometimes it's like these people that ask don't need money. They need purpose, mm-hmm. ambition, work ethic, know-how. They need all that other shit. The money is a temporary fix for a permanent problem. And I'll be like, I feel like, damn, I want to help you so bad because that's what I do. Anybody that tell you, you around me, I'm somewhere, I'm giving money out. If I'm in another country, here, 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 here. Because if you blessed and you're not blessing, then what you doing with the blessing? Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's like I look at it like if you not doing what you need to do or don't care to do what you need to do and you're in a financial struggle because of the decisions you've made, not because life is kicking your ass, because of the decisions you have made. You have a problem. But the moment you ask me for money and I give it to you and I got to chase you for it, now we have a problem. And I've gotten to the point in my life where I don't want problems. Mm -hmm. I want friends. Without the problems. That's it. Mm -hmm. So it hurts because I never know which way to go. But I'm shocked, to be honest, by how, and fuck my situation, the Jalen Roses of the world are 10 times more than what I can experience. That man talking millions and millions and millions, right? Shaq, he helping everybody in Walmart. Imagine what his family's asking him for. Mm-hmm. At what point is, like, sis, and I don't know that this is Jalen Rose's situation, I'm just saying, at what point is it, sis, I love you. We grew up together. I got your back forever. But I paid your rent for 30 years. That's all I can do. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're 50 now. You got to go get your own shit. I mean, 
Is he wrong for that? I don't he, know that I can no, say he is. I, he's not. Um, because when you do what you do, you know, for your family, it's cool. But for someone who wants more in life or wants whatever, greed, if you come from a sense of wanting things out of greed, nothing that someone does for you will ever be enough. It's a revolving door the moment you do it. Mm-hmm. And the moment you don't, all of a sudden, you're not a good person. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's the reality. Who's next? All right, tweet of the week. Tweet, tweet. This is a thread. I'm going to read a couple of these. Lady said, ladies, what's the wildest lie a man ever told you? Want to hear some of the lies, Katie? Mm-hmm. One woman said, I caught him with a hickey on his neck, and he looked me dead in the eye and said, you know my chain is fake. Bruh. No. <laughs> woman said, caught him standing behind another girl with his arms wrapped around her waist in the middle of a festival crowd, and he said he was helping her stand up because she had MS. Bruh. All right. All right. That was actually a little, he tried, but uh, all right. Caught my ex in a room with another girl. He told me my eyes were deceiving me. Who are you going to believe, me or your imagination? Bruh. Somebody said it must have been a Pisces. Whoa. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you what it said, Katie. Somebody said he lied about being in his 20s, but he was 35. I was only 20. His eight-year-old was actually 16. Told me his baby mama lived out of state, but they lived together. She was also pregnant. Found out the day before Valentine's Day in 2019 because she called me from five different numbers. Bruh. What? Yep, that happened. Caught my husband texting someone else while I was in delivery. Told this girl he was at home reading a book, not at the hospital with his wife, about to give birth to his firstborn. Bruh. Told me he was adopting a baby because I didn't want to have a baby with him. Obviously, I didn't believe it, but he was very serious, only to find out he's been married for almost three years and his wife is about to give birth that week. Bruh. Oof. Damn. I came to his place and someone else was flushing the toilet in the bathroom while he was changing the sheets that had wet stains on him. He told me he had peed on his bed and that he just bought a dog who learned how to use the toilet like a person. That dog was his fiance. Bruh. He told me he was going on vacation for a couple of weeks. Mm. He was actually getting married and going on his honeymoon. Bruh. Someone said, sounds like a vacation to me. I knew he was a catfish, but when I was bored, I would just play along. So I got a text from his quote-unquote bro saying he'd been hit by a semi and was in a coma. The next day he texted me, I was like, I thought you was in a coma. He was like, I got hit on my left side, but I'm right-handed. Bruh. All right. Convinced me he had roommates that he kept referring to as the people I live with whole time. He stayed with his baby mama, her, and the child, and the roommates. Bruh. Had a guy tell me couldn't have gotten her pregnant because we had sex in the pool. You can't get pregnant from having sex in the pool. Bruh. For weeks, he had me driving around this girl that was six months pregnant and saying it was his quote-unquote sister. Turns out it was, it was his very pregnant baby mama. Then he had the audacity after I broke it off with him to ask me to take her to the appointments. Okay. Bruh. The audacity. One guy told me him cheating was an April Fool's prank. Bruh. No. He told me he was a nurse. Whole time he cleaned the hospital rooms. And I believed him because he wore scrubs. But it didn't click that he didn't have a car and no furniture. And it turns out the scrubs he were wearing, he stole from a coworker. Bruh. There's a million more of those. What? And- I, you know, it, it goes back to the last episode we did where we were talking about your woman kept catching you, right? Yeah. After someone has bit off your dick. What lie you going to tell? Remember that? I do. You was like, this is the lie I would tell. Yeah. 
That's the type of. Oh, you gonna put me in here with this shit? That's what you gonna do, Katie? My life was really good. A raccoon did it. Now you said it was because of strippers and you know raccoon. I was gonna stop, but now I'm gonna give you two more because you're playing with me. You think that I'm actually in this thread? He told me that his parents were murdered by the militia when he was 12 years old and he had no family. I married him and later found out from his mistress who had recently had an abortion that his parents were alive and well. Dad had four wives and a bunch of kids. Bruh. Now that kind of lie, Katie, don't play with me like that. No, I ain't done. No, because you don't went somewhere. He told me my son's father told me he had lung and prostate cancer after I said I was done for the 1500th time. On Christmas Eve, mind you, and let me believe it, for months until the math stopped mathing and I started asking for more questions. Then it was, oh, they made a mistake. It was just bronchitis. Bruh. Don't you try to put me in. I, I, I'm no, because right. you I'm tried right. to put me in this thread. Right. No, I'm no, right. you didn't. No, you damn didn't. Okay. Are we done here? Yeah. Good. Right. Who's next? Note of the week. Yo, women be having way more fun than men. I saw yeah. this on Instagram. Somebody said... You bitches is creepy. Y'all be getting together and having lingerie parties with only females. No men. And eat dick suckers. And dick cookies. And make twerk videos and suck plastic dicks. It'll be a cold day in hell before I link with the bros in pajamas and lick titty pops and eat pussy cookies. But maybe that's just me. First of all, why did you call it lingerie? <laughs> I'm done with you. What? That's only me. It's, it's lingerie. But yes, we do that. You want to know why we do that? Um, Sure. Yeah. It's because women are more comfortable with their sexuality than men. I ain't mad at it, though. We can turn up with our girls and be like, girl, we're going to dress in lingerie and have an all lingerie party. What's lingerie? Lingerie. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Continue. Ling- lingerie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're going to expose ourselves in our fancy lingerie. And... Just embrace one another mm-hmm. while we have, yes, desserts shaped in the, um, you know, organ that a lot of women who are heterosexual may love. Mm. All right? Listen, I lied to you when I said I wasn't mad at it. I am mad at it. I'm hating. I just feel like just just invite me one time, yo. Nah, because the, the oh, part. because you want to see the women in the You think I don't want, like, why y'all never invite one lucky and, guy? And like, the- have a sweepstakes. One lucky guy. <laughs> Gets to come to the pajama party. And the crazy thing is, I think you, you're you right. Women should do that because oh, the, the women who do that, when they do that, it's it's a battle off of who has the better you know I mean? laundry. I know. It's, I be seeing it. It's a battle it. off. It's nah, who has the better me. one. Yo, let's work. Who, like, I got to judge. I'm just coming to judge. Okay. I'm going to bring the little, you know what I mean? Like the signs, one through ten. Mm. I'm going to show up whatever y'all need. Yo, like, bring me. I just want to be there. Why? Why you? All right, fine. All right, let let this be to all the women ha- trying to have a lingerie party. Yeah, invite Mo. That's all I'm asking. Y'all be having way more fun than men do. Trust right. me, ladies. Don't worry about your man when he with the boys. They ain't doing shit. <laughs> they watching the game. Ain't a mm. ain't a, ain't a pussy lollipop in sight. You lucky if it's a pupusa there. <laughs> all right. Who's next? All right, now it's time for more and shit. In full transparency, someone asked me if I regret. The episode where I uh, talked about what I went through with my best friend. Remember? Yeah. And I thought it was a good question. And I think it's a good time to answer it because it's been quite a few months now. It actually has. And I have an answer. Um, But we're running out of time. So next week seems like a pretty good time to answer that. What you we're going to dive deep into that next week. 
No, because someone else did this to me this week. And that was my sister. I'm going to put her on blast. Oh. And she said, yo, something happened, but I can't tell you because of the way you'll react to it. Mm. And now I'm eating it. And I'm pissed. I think about trying, it all the you want to know what well, it no, is. It's like, tell me now. Yeah, it's like that. Why'd mm. you even bring it up then? Okay. So I'm being petty and doing that to the listeners because I love y'all. But I promise you I'm going to tell you next week. And you said that I am living my life based on my jaded past. Mm, I did. And I want to get deep into that as well. Because Both of those things might be the entire episode next week. But go ahead. What are you going to say about yeah, it? Yeah, because I don't want you to let your jaded past control your future. And I feel like you're aware, but not aware. You're probably right. And I, I want to talk about it. So we'll okay. talk about it. And I'm honestly not telling y'all this to tease y'all. I'm telling y'all this. Look at it this way. Giving you a reason to come back. Because mm. we really are going to dive into both of those things. I wanted to do it this week, but we're just running out of time. So next week, I promise you, I definitely want to tackle both of those topics. And that's why I'm saying it now, because I want to hold myself accountable next week. Okay. Because I really don't want to talk about either one of those. I know. But we will. Okay. Say less. Who's next? All right, time for the sick old one. He's so fake, but I'm so real. Yeah, I'm so sick, but he's just Sick old world, um, splitting it this week. Cutting it in half. It's going to two people. Ooh. Yeah, two people, man. Okay. The first person it's going to is whoever it was that decided to break into Julio Jones' house. Julio Jones used to play for the Falcons. Football player. Got traded. Somebody here decided to break into the house that he left behind. Mm-hmm. You know why they got caught, Katie? No, why? They were wearing a Julio Jones sweatshirt that they stole from the house. And the cops looked at him and said, hey, that just might be the guy who stole Julio's shit. You dummy. You fucking (laughs) dummy. dummy. What are you doing? I'm glad you did it, though, because it ended up getting you caught. Mm. You are sick. Second, part of the sicko award goes to a lady who... I don't feel right making fun of the situation because when she passed away, but what the fuck? Because this lady was in this video. I don't know if you saw it, Katie. Went viral. Cops bust in. I think she was in the office or something. She on the phone doing something. She going crazy on the cop. Police officer was a black man. She's a white lady. She going crazy with the racism. And word, and word, and word, bop, 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 right? Mm-hmm. You know, we hear it every day, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Right. So the officer told her, ma'am, I don't care about none of that. Just please stay over there. She grabbed a knife. She started coming around the table. Ma'am, I'm begging you, stop. And he shot her because she didn't listen. She kept coming around the counter with the knife, tried to run up on him. He had to shoot her. He didn't have a choice. If you watch the video, it's very clear. I ain't gonna lie to you, Katie. Two things went through my mind, if I'm being honest. One was all of those statements about, well, if you would have listened. Then maybe. Then maybe. <laughs> if you just wouldn't resist. Mm. Well, then maybe these things wouldn't happen. The second thing that went through my mind was, no lie, when she was shot and she hit the ground, she was breathing. You can hear her trying to fight for her breath. You know what her last words were? Mm-mm. The N-word. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. One save me, one help me, one like my kids, my family, whoever I love, it was you effing N-word. Mm. That woman died, and in her last breath, she chose racism. Mm. That's how fucked 
fucked up racism really is for some people that even in your last breath, you're not thinking about your husband, your kids, your mom, your dad, your friend, anyone. You are just thinking about your hate for a person whose skin is not the same color as yours. That's some sick shit. Yep. Who's next? All right, reflective moment of the week. My trouble used to just double. When I ain't have a dollar, I used to struggle to struggle. Yeah, I was dreaming about the game. Learn to enjoy every part of the journey. Every part. I was talking to my sister about this. And super proud of my sister. She's 27 years old now. She's about to move. She got herself a new truck, a new job. Left her man. She's shining on these hoes. Ooh. And I hate that she left her man. I ain't gonna lie. I liked him. Good dude, man. It was the only guy I ever liked that any of my sisters updated. And I haven't heard from him, but I hope he's doing well. This is not about him. No, I'm serious. I, why you laugh? You're making it seem like I'm joking. So I'm not. Said, I hadn't heard from him. No, no just I, haven't. I hadn't heard from no, him. No, because he texts the whole family. Rico, but me. text me. No, I didn't uh, do that. Don't do that. First of all, you're about to give me a Rico charge. Of all the fucking <laughs> names, Katie, you know they're out here taking us out. Hey, for Rico? Are you shitting me? Rico? You're not even fucking Spanish, Katie. Why would you go Rico? I didn't know. Rico? I didn't know. What are you on? I I don't understand. You got Isaiah, (laughs) Josh, Joe, Jermaine. Joe? The fuck? (laughs) Saint? Chicago? North. North? I I don't care what they tell you. (laughs) Yeah, I might be getting a little money. I ain't with none of that shit. Katie, <laughs> wait. Katie, try to get me hemmed up. We in Atlanta, too? I don't care what you heard. All right. That's not my Porsche. I don't know nothing about nothing. Nada. Now, where was I? <laughs> um, Sister's doing great things. She's doing amazing. I love my sister, man. But she asked me, she said, Reese, when did you start comedy? I said, about 10 years ago. And it hit me. I was like, damn, I didn't even realize it's been 10 years. She said, wow, it has. I said, yeah. She said, you know, trying to find the day when I find my purpose. And I'm like, Cakes, that day comes different for everybody. Right? Like, we all find it. Mm-hmm. And they say the best two days in life are one when you're born, two when you find your purpose. And it's interesting because the day that I did comedy for the first time, I knew instantly. I knew this is what I'm supposed to do for a living. I didn't know what was going to come with it. I didn't know how hard it was going to be. I didn't know how long it was going to take. I ain't know anything else, but I knew this is it. Right. This is it. And that day, when that day comes for you, whoever you are, whatever you do, you will know. You'll feel it. There won't be any doubt. Similar to when they say you find a person you're supposed to spend your forever with. Mm-hmm. I don't know that feeling yet. But I do know this. We started talking, and when I look back on my journey, a lot of the things I hated at one point in life, I miss. When I had the job where I was complaining about, damn, I should be doing that. Oh, I should be doing that. And I had downtime, and I had to sit at a computer and watch Netflix or be on Facebook or find some shit to do for four hours, and I felt like it was unfulfilling. Well, when you finally do find your purpose and you get the job where you ain't got 10 minutes to do that shit, mm-hmm. and you trying to find an hour to watch an episode of your favorite shit, not long I've been watching The Watcher. All right. Still watching. I'm The Watcher. It's me, Katie. Okay. Everybody try to figure out who The Watcher is. You? Me. I'm still watching. <laughs> been number one for weeks. Here I go. 
Everybody's like, Mo, it's crazy. I hated the ending. I'm on episode three. All right. Like he was on two last month. I know. I have a hey, life. That's- <laughs> All right. Sorry. I'm joking. Katie, I can't watch The Watcher. Okay, okay. All right. My point is, even in being unemployed, mm-hmm. I hated being unemployed. A lot of people go through this, man. I get it. I've been there. Trust me. I know. One of the worst feelings, being unemployed when you're ambitious, when you want to take care of yourself, when you want to take care of your family. And when you lose a job, whether you meant to or you didn't, those months of unemployment where you want to be employed again in a month, shit, an hour if you can. Might take six months. Might take a year. Mm-hmm. Takes how long it takes. But typically, you go and find a new job. You always do, right? Like people eventually figure it out. Right. May not find it as quick as you'd like, but you'll find a new job. What happens a lot of the time is you spend that time, that window, stressed. I need a job, I need a job, I need a job, I need a job. Then you finally get a job. Then you start working that job. And boy, do you wish you could go back to when you could do whatever you want, when you could wake up whenever you want, when you ain't have all those obligations, when you have all that pressure, when you have somebody micromanaging. You know what happens when you get a job, mm-hmm. right? Like if everybody could just do their job and go home, shit, it'd be great. But Easy. It'd always got to be one person who's the snitch, one person who's the hater, one person who's micromanaging, one person that won't leave you alone when you try and get some coffee, one person that come to your cubicle when you never asked them to be there, mm-hmm. one person that's pretending that they like you but they talking shit about you behind your back. It's always something at work. Mm-hmm. And then you get there and you're like, damn, I sure wish I would have enjoyed that process. Mm-hmm. I could do what I want. I could have went to the beach. On a Tuesday morning. Mm. You know what I mean? I could have been drunk at 10 in the morning. I could have got on a flight and went somewhere and did. So I could do whatever I want. Go to the library. I could do whatever. Right? But we don't enjoy those moments because you stressed. You worried about, but how I'm going to pay this bill? How I'm going to get to that job? How I'm going to fix this situation? How I'm going to do that? And I get it. But ultimately, it works itself out. Mm-hmm. Usually, you get the job, and then you start putting shit together, and yeah, sometimes you're a little behind on finances, and you got to recover. But the truth of the matter is, you're going to have to do that shit anyway. Regardless. Regardless. Mm-hmm. So you might as well be fucking happy in that process of not having a job. Because mm-hmm. you're going to miss it. I sometimes look back at all of the times I had downtime, and I was like, damn, man, I want to be to the point where I ain't got no free time. I'm super busy. Well, I'm here now, Katie. This shit sucks. <laughs> Fucking tired, man. You know how tired I am? Fuck this shit. <laughs> Yo, you be seeing me sometime like, what's wrong with you? Nothing, actually. <laughs> I'm really happy. I'm just fucking exhausted. I swear I'm happy. I'm the happiest person alive. <laughs> just, I'm just exhausted, right? And it just reminded me, and I was telling my sister about this, and she was laughing, and she was like, you right, Reese. I'm like, I promise you, I get it. No, right now, you're trying to find your purpose. You're trying to find your way. You're trying to understand some things, and you're just saying to yourself, why is it not my time yet? Why is it not my turn? When does it come? It will. It will. You keep believing that, and it will. But for now, I promise you, one day you're going to look back and say, I should have enjoyed that time a little more. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you're in that place, if you're at that part of the journey, enjoy it. Enjoy today. 
regardless of what it brings, because you do not know what's coming tomorrow or if tomorrow is even coming. So enjoy. Learn to enjoy every part of the journey, because life is a struggle, but it's a beautiful one. All right, that's it. Thank y'all for being in a moment with us another week. As always, it's a pleasure. We appreciate y'all being here. We love y'all. Y'all know what time it is. Keep your nuts in your shorts. <laughs> Until next week. Next week, bitches. Right now, it's time for a 1901 exclusive. Slipping and I'm stumbling like I can't see. Yeah, blinded by my dreams. Every time they reach, cross over on me, knock me off my feet, yeah. Coyote over from three, yeah. I promise that it get deep, it ain't all that you see. Can you feel what I mean? Keep on raising the ball, between the lines you should read. I've been bothered by these demons while I rest. I don't know if I could swallow reality when it is. I've been coping with my problems while trying to coexist. You might feel a little hopeless and broken, but don't you quit. Cause I swear to God, you probably even closer than you think. She get overwhelming, that's why I be smoking when I drink. Coast P, MOE, I stay so sleep. Y'all saw it before me and help me start to believe. I used to want it all like the money in the chain. Till I learn that all money ain't the same. Cause you could do it all for the money and the fame. But you gon' learn this way more money in the game. I used to want it all like the money in the chain. Till I learn that all money ain't the same. Cause you can do it all for the money and the fame. But you gon' learn this way more money in the game. Give me the game. I swear to y'all, I'm legit. Pick up the letter, but really been through some shit Before every stand-up show, I've learned to sit And think about the days I really wanted to quit So it's, it's like every show is my last Can't break everything that I want is glass Chasing all this money while outrunning my past For a future like a future, this shit that you gotta pass She could probably be so much more than an ass But the thing about having class is really there ain't a class uh, Anything that I learned, they gon' hate you for it all Even the stuff you were When taking all these same day trips wasn't a thing I was married to the phone, praying that it would ring Oof. Battles that I done fought, I done been through this shit too long to come up I short I used to want it all fine. like the money in the chain Till I learned that all money ain't the same Cause you could do it all for the money and the fame But you gon' learn this way more money in the game I used to want it all like the money in the chain Till I learn that all money ain't the same Cause you can do it all for the money and the fame But you gon' learn to sway more money in the game Give me the hard all right, in this moment, yo, I was shocked, Katie. You um, you brought up therapy. Yeah. So I know it's obviously something that's been on your mind. And yeah, I was proud of you for even bringing it to the table. But like, how did you even arrive to this moment? It was something that has been bugging me, right? Because I've heard so many times that, yo, Katie, you need to go to therapy. Maybe therapy will help you. And I've always thought, no, I'm good, right? I can handle my problems on my own. But I'm the type of person that whatever is going on in my world, I will bury it. I don't like to sit in my emotions and address it and go through the storm that you need to go through to get to the other side, I'll just bury it and be like, it'll be fine. Mm. I don't have to come back to that. Yeah. But it's in the back. Yeah. <laughs> you it's, know? It don't go away. And I, I think a lot of people struggle with that. Port Counseling Group is going to do a lot of good for our listeners. So if you are looking for some therapy, I think that's somewhere where you should go. All their counselors are trained in addressing traumas, big and small. Port is affirming and inclusive. And Port CEO Miranda will always be your first point of contact. You can actually start out with a free consultation. Just visit portcg.com backslash moment. M-O-E-M-E-N-T.